biggest mistakes that people make in terms of marketing online with content is they spend all their time or money in producing a few select pieces of content. They put it out there and either they don't even know if it's working or it's not working and they don't know why. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 124. In today's show, Shai and I will be talking with Brennan Kane an industry-leading social media growth hacker for Fortune 500 corporations, brands, and celebrities worldwide. Over 50 million people have accessed the applications and platforms that Brendan has created for his clients. He is also the author of the new book, One Million Followers, How to Build a Massive Social Following in 30 Days. His focus is on empowering brands and businesses to grow quickly and effectively through digital and social media. Good morning, Brendan. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's fantastic to be chatting with you. And where are you today? Today, I'm actually over in London. I was speaking over in Amsterdam and uh, decided to fly over to London to take some uh, meetings with clients. Busy times, busy places. Really appreciate you joining us on the show today. And wow, I was just looking at your book, A Million Followers. What led up to deciding to write a book? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So I've uh, spent the better part of the last 15 years in digital and pretty much has touched every aspect of digital over the years and have worked with some of the biggest corporations and celebrities on the planet. And the idea seated in my head when I was working with some big media companies and celebrities, when I was having a lot of success in building some testing methodologies and predictive calculations that were allowing me to to grow following and grow audience in a very short period of time. And I thought, you know, that's great for somebody that is a huge corporation, a celebrity or an athlete, but what about the rest of us? What about those of us that are starting from zero or are an established business or an entity, but are starting from scratch with social or have a minimal following? could I provide that value to the rest of the world? And really decided to start a test on myself to see if it was feasible. And that's where I was able to generate a million followers in 100 countries in less than 30 days, leveraging all of the experience that I built up over the years. And what I really love to do is share information with people, inspire people. I speak around the world at this point, run workshops and strategy sessions for corporations and brands and individuals. And I thought that putting it together in a book would allow me to reach more people at scale and share all the learnings and information that I've been acquiring over the course of my career. Really good content and quality information. I was curious, you know, looking at the total scale of social media that's happening and growing on a continuous basis, you know, there's a lot of noise out there, of course. And how do you work with your clients to reach a very select audience for them? you bring up a really valid point in the fact that there is so much noise out there and there's so much noise on two elements. First off, just from a pure scale perspective, there's over 60 billion messages sent on digital platforms each day. So you first and foremost need to find a way to stand out, to hit the core audience and demographic that you're looking for. And then on the flip side of that, there's a lot of noise and just in terms of 
the advice that people give around social and around digital and how to achieve it. And it's one of the things that I struggle with because I often get brought into situations through companies and corporations where they've already burned through hundreds of thousands, in some cases, millions of dollars on ineffective strategy or advice provided by either people that they hire internally or by agencies or outside contractors. So it's really, first and foremost, how do you separate yourself from all the clutter, all the noise? How can you establish a strong hook point that is really going to stand out and really articulate the value of your product, of your service, of your company? Because again, with 60 billion messages sent out there each day, like you have to find a way to stand out. Secondarily, when you're talking about establishing a specific audience or targeting a specific audience, there's multiple tools and multiple strategies that you can go about achieving that. You know, you can leverage the advertising platforms and social channels, which are extremely powerful. You can go off and leverage other platforms such as LinkedIn, which is extremely targeted. So generally in working with my clients, the first thing that we have to identify is what is their value proposition? What is the most unique way to target it? And what are their specific KPIs and goals? Like, are you a company that's selling high ticket items that are deals worth $10,000, $100,000, a million dollars? Or are you a smaller e-commerce company that's selling $20 t-shirts? Because based upon where your product is, where your current growth trajectory is in your company and the specific benchmarks or goals that you're trying to reach or the obstacles that you're trying to overcome, I will craft a strategy specific to that business. Because one of the issues, again, going back to what all the disinformation in terms of social media is most people will come into a company or brand with a one-size-fits-all solution. And they'll say, oh, because I specialize in search engine optimization, I'm going to sell you search engine optimization. Or if I specialize in Google ads, I'm only going to sell you Google ads, regardless of whether that is the right fit for them. So based upon my background, I can really look at the holistic view of where the business is at and actually craft a strategy and make recommendations specifically to their product and service and where their company currently stands today. That's a major differentiator. I like the term as far as one size fits all. It doesn't work today at all. all. And, And business owners are looking for something that's identified with them. Along those lines, you've been working with major celebrities, dozens of them of high line, very impressive resume. And you've worked with companies of very high line also. And I was curious, what would be the fundamentals of what IKEA would be strategizing as an example? So IKEA is a unique situation where I did a few workshops at their company and gave a keynote speech to their marketing content team. Is the fascinating thing about IKEA is with such a big company, they churn out and invest a ton of money into content, hundreds of millions of dollars. And they were not getting any analytics or data back on the content that was being produced. So you had this huge segmentation between the people producing the content and the people distributing the content. And I often see this a lot of times in small companies as well as large companies. If you're producing content, producing either content at scale or at a limited scale and you're investing money into it, it is super critical to get data back on how your content's performing. Because again, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in terms of marketing online with content is they spend all their time or money in producing a few select pieces of content. They put it out there and either they don't even know if it's working or it's not working and they don't know why. So one of the biggest things that I spoke about with IKEA and also a lot of the clients that I work with from a content strategy perspective is really getting into this agile process 
of an iterative loop of producing content in an agile way that's cost efficient because I don't want clients spending a ton of money in any direction until it's been proven. So creating low cost proof of concept content that can be quickly tested online and then get data and analytics back on how your core customer base is responding to that content that you've produced. So if it's not working, then you can quickly pivot and create a new test of content and keep doing that over and over again until you really hone in and find the content that is resonating with the specific audience that you want to sell your products or service to, or you want to engage with in a meaningful way. So that's what I was advising IKEA on in a lot of companies. And it's probably one of the most critical areas that a company needs to consider when they're looking at social, they're looking at digital and their content strategy. Brendan, how do we begin to assess that? So there's multiple ways that you can go about it. And again, it it depends on your specific business and where your audience is. So I can give you a few use case examples. A lot of testing that I do with the clients I work with is leveraging the Facebook and Instagram advertising platform. And I use that advertising platform, not so much as a media buying or advertising tool, more as a market research tool, because their set of targeting parameters is extremely deep and valuable. So with their advertising platform, you can essentially control all the variables. You can control, obviously, the content you're pushing out there, but you can control multiple headlines around that specific content and how to position it. You can target specific audiences, both on gender and age. You can target their interest levels and you can target their specific geolocation all the way down to the zip code. So with those platforms, what I'll do is I'll work with a client to test as many variations of the content that they have available. So again, with each one of those elements, I can take one piece of content and scale upwards of 100 variations of it, just interchanging all of those elements, interchanging the headline, interchanging the demographics, the psychographics, the interest levels, and the geolocations. So they can really get a sense of how your content's performing. And then that data can be leveraged to fuel further social growth, but it can also be used for offline as well. So for example, I was working with the shoe company Skechers and we were using the advertising platform to test print creative, to test TV creative so that they knew which creative they should be putting money behind. Because obviously, as you guys know, with print and with television, you don't really get the immediate feedback loop that you do with social. But at a smaller scale, you can just simply post content on social platforms and measure the effectiveness of one content versus another piece of content. So let's just say you post a video on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram one day, you measure the response, how many people viewed it, how many people clicked on it, how many people liked it or commented on it. And then you post a different video a few days later and you measure the response of that. So that's at a very primitive scale where you can get some baseline data. In addition to like, for example, LinkedIn, you know, I've had a lot of success in terms of business development and driving multi-million dollar business development deals using the LinkedIn platform. What we would do is we would test messages, sending them to our ideal clients. So we would send about 20 or 30 direct messages, or we would extract the emails from LinkedIn and send them an email with us positioning our product or service in a specific way and measure the response of that. And then based upon the feedback, we would craft a new message or tweak the last message and do that iterative process over and over again until you really find out the best way to package your brand or your product, your company. And I guess then you're saying from that discovery, you're able to take that information and then work it into other channels. Absolutely. You can always take learnings from one channel and apply it to the next. 
So if you're testing video or text-based articles on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, you can apply those learnings to LinkedIn and vice versa. Obviously, there's sometimes not a direct correlation because each platform behaves a little bit differently. And that's another issue I see with companies have with social and digital platforms is they just take one piece of content that was designed for, let's just say, YouTube, and then they automatically post it to Instagram and Facebook or LinkedIn and expect it to work in the same way, where you need to really look at how each platform behaves and what the consumption behavior looks like and make sure that you're repackaging your content for each platform. But the same principles of the messaging and value proposition can still apply. So Brandon, as you know, the small business space, right? When you're trying to grow a business and you're at that 10 employee, 15 employee, 20, or even slightly more than that as you're growing, it's a very hectic place, right? And marketing, we see this so often ends up being something that's almost a little bit of a mystery to most business owners because they tend to be really good at execution. Some of them have a great background in systems. Some of them are good at talking to clients. But the actual marketing piece, and it's clearly becoming more and more specialized, seems to get left as sort of an afterthought, (laughs) which is remarkable because it's like they're ignoring this whole important customer acquisition part of their business. Where would they start, you know, with social media? I mean, if we're talking from square one, most of them, let's say they have maybe a Facebook account for their business, maybe even a LinkedIn account, but they haven't been very strategic about it. What's a good place for them to start? Yeah, it's a great question. The first place to start is with basic math, is understand the fundamentals of your business. And I would assume that most of the business owners listening to this understand the math. Like, what are you selling your product or service for? What is that profitability mark? Like, what percentage of that revenue are you earning as profit? And then clearly marking out, well, how much can I actually pay comfortably to acquire a new customer? And understanding, is my customer going to be a repeat customer or is it a one-time customer? If it's repeat customer, then estimate what your lifetime value is of that customer and then back that into that cost for acquiring a new one. Because everything has to fall into that model because otherwise you're just going to be posting blindly, spending blindly on either hiring people internally or externally without any core metrics to really understand whether your efforts are working or not. So once you have that basic math worked out, then you can just start running tests Like if you're trying to hire external agencies to run a specific platform or marketing channel, give them the metrics. Be like, I need to acquire a customer for less than $20. So here's a test budget. See what you can do. And if they perform, great, you scale it. If they don't, understand why they didn't scale or why it didn't convert. And if you don't feel comfortable in their answer, start with a new agency or contractor or person in-house. But also really understanding where your core audience is. Like if you're in B2B sales and you're trying to close million dollar deals or deals that are $100,000 or these higher ticket items, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, yeah, they can be helpful to you in the long term, but I would focus on LinkedIn. If your audience is on LinkedIn, like really know who your audience is, what type of deal size you're looking at and structure uh, a specific strategy around that. Uh, In addition, Focus your efforts on one area first. Another mistake I see people make is they feel like they need to be on every single social platform when they launch, which is very hard to be successful in the beginning when you're just starting out with one internal person or or one contractor or agency is, is get really good at one channel, turn that into profitable channel, and then extend out to the others. Yeah. You know, what I'm hearing in all of this is that this is really an area of expertise that is going to take some time to acquire. 
So if you don't have these skills in-house, like you're saying, you need to go out and find an expert, find someone that can help you. How do you recommend going about that? There's a few different ways. I mean, first off, referrals is always a great way. So do you know other people in business that are having success with a social agency or that they've used in the past, or they know somebody that knows somebody because testimonials and people with experience that you know and trust their opinion generally work out the best. But also there's a caveat to that is that making sure, like, let's just say your friend owns a car wash and you're selling t-shirts and they have an agency that's been really good for the car wash. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to convert to selling t-shirts. Like you said, it's very specialized. So trying to find somebody with the background of the specific business that you're trying to use. Now, There's contract websites out there like Upwork and other companies that you can hire contractors, which generally work for smaller businesses. But if you're trying to reach critical mass or critical scale, sometimes it's harder to find that talent on those platforms. Also, just do a Google search and start researching digital agencies in your area and actually do the interview process. And again, go in with a very clear idea of what you need to achieve is I'm selling t-shirts. I need a cost per acquisition of $5 or less. What are the specific channels that you recommend? And how are you going to make sure that we are going to be profitable in that way? And if in that meeting, they can't articulate exactly how they're going to hit your specific benchmarks or goals, or they're not being transparent with you, that's a sign that they're not the right people and probably not even worth testing. But that's kind of the approach that I would initially take. But I will say one of the difficult parts of social and digital is because anybody can open a Facebook or Instagram account or YouTube account everybody claims they're an expert. And you've really just got to be cautious of listening to the advice of somebody that you haven't proven yet, in addition to investing too much money in a specific direction until it has been proven to generate a profitable ROI for you. And as someone who literally has written the book on how to grow your followers to 1 million followers, what will help me in your book if I wanted to start there? Yeah. So first off, the book title, 1 Million Followers, and my whole concept of generating a million followers in 30 days, I'm not by any means saying that's right for everybody. Most small businesses don't need that. Really, that's the hook point and the differentiator of the book is the fact that I've taken all the principles and everything I've learned to achieve that goal. But at the end of the day, what the content in the book is from the information that I share is really how to get strategic about content, how to test your content, how to learn what content is going to drive your business forward, what content is going to help you convert or acquire more customers, whether that's generating leads for your business, whether that's selling a specific product. So that's about 25% of the book. And then the rest of the book, as I went off and interviewed all of my top partners, which are the top growth experts in different fields, where they break down their strategies for each of the platforms. Because what I always advise people is not every strategy is right for a specific individual or a specific business is you need to find the right strategy that's going to fit what you're trying to achieve and what your goals and objectives are and the obstacles that you have to overcome. So I wanted to make sure that I provided that well-rounded information and approach in terms of the information in the book. In addition to the same way I approach it, if I'm doing a strategy session with a client is again, crafting a specific strategy that meets your goals and objectives. Well, it certainly reads that way. And and one of the things that I think about the book is this is a great place for any business owner to start, especially if they have some discomfort around social media, because even if your plan is to go out into the marketplace, as we just discussed, Brendan, and, and hire an expert 
and I completely endorse that plan, this will give you sort of a baseline understanding and actually help you do some due diligence to make sure that you're hiring the right kind of person or agency. A hundred percent. That's a great point is even if you are going to hire somebody, you should at least know the fundamentals because if you don't know the fundamentals of what's going on, you can't ask the right questions and you could be dragged in a specific direction that's just not right for your business. So even if you have no desire to run marketing or do marketing, just diving in and understanding a little bit of how each advertising platform works, how content works on each platform, so that at least you can go into these conversations and, and vet these companies properly. Brandon, this has been such a great conversation today, but I, I've got to bother you about one more thing because it's just a question that's been on my mind since we started talking. Can you tell me about maybe the most outrageous challenge that you had or the most outrageous campaign you had that yielded some interesting results? A fun one was I worked on a movie a while back with Jason Statham called Crank. And it was an interesting point in Jason's career because people just saw him as the guy from Transporter, this high action person. And the directors were super creative and were actually able to show him in a comedic tone. And it was the first time that Jason was shown in a comedic tone. So basically I was following both Jason and the directors around and we were just creating this crazy content of Jason saying like the weirdest things you've ever heard of. And we were distributing it online and it was working extremely well. In addition, we actually ran that first ever influencer campaign on YouTube for this movie. So it was kind of an eye-opening experience. And I'm actually, it's funny, I'm on the the DVD for Crank with long hair and I look completely different now, but (laughs) it was... uh, It was just an interesting experience to see this huge action hero displayed in a completely different light. And he wasn't really sure, but he was trusting us. And it ended up working out extremely well for the movie and the box office and the the overall success of the film. And what inspired you to take that approach with Jason? It was really inspired by the directors in terms of the tone of the film. But then I suggested that we really take it to the next level in terms of the marketing of the film and actually having it be unique and stand out. Because as I mentioned, Like you have to be different. You have to stand out to overcome all of the noise. And our concern with the film is, are people just going to see this as the next transporter, which I don't know if you've seen the film, but it's completely different and unique. And we needed to make sure that we could actually convey that to the audience so that they showed up at the theaters instead of just saying, oh, I could just miss this or wait for it coming out on DVD because it's just the same thing I've seen before. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I certainly have some homework. If nothing else, I want to see you with long hair. So now I'm <laughs> Brendan, curious, building up this following and you've got momentum going and now going into that maintenance phase and keeping the flow going and the volume, how do you build that staying power and how much energy and budget and time does that take? Yeah, it's a great question. And I say this when I speak to people is building a million followers in 30 days is not even half the battle. It's like you just built an audience in a short period of time and you need to cultivate that relationship because building an audience of a million followers in 30 days is very different than doing it over the course of years. And it takes a tremendous amount of effort to really maintain that audience, maintain that connection and keep it fresh and keep people sharing your content and engaging with it on a regular basis. And That's one of the things that I'm really transparent about with the clients that I work with is, are you interested in making that investment over the long term? Do you want your business to be a social and digital brand? Do you feel like it's really going to fuel the overall growth over the next few years? Because it's going to be a big investment, either from a time perspective and just putting in the time to manage it and create the content or a financial investment. 
Now, there's other ways that you can go about it where it's not as heavy of an investment. Like again, what we were talking about with the LinkedIn strategy, that's really a B2B business development tactic that can pay extreme dividends where you don't have to maintain the level of presence that you do on other social platforms. In addition, like we work with clients on Facebook and Instagram and sometimes on YouTube where we're just leveraging the advertising platforms to generate leads for the business. We're using the advertising platform to generate sales. So it's less about, hey, let's foster a community and cultivate a community versus let's just generate some transactions and get some always on campaigns that are driving success metrics of the business. So again, you got to ask yourself, am I trying to be a social brand or am I just trying to leverage social and digital platforms to drive leads, to drive sales, and then craft the approach from there. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a fantastic session. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. I've enjoyed the conversation. It has been great. And Brendan, is there any other things you'd like to leave with our audience? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of ground today. I don't want to overwhelm people too much. I think that, as you mentioned, a good starting place is they can check out my book. It's in all the major retailers, or you can just go to the website, 1millionfollowers.com with one spelled out O-N-E. And if they're interested in diving in more, we're launching a new program where they can go at 1millionfollowers.com forward slash growth, or they can just email me directly at B as in boy at S-E-A-K-E-R-S dot com. So that's B as in boy at Seekers with Seekers spelled S-E-A-K-E-R-S dot com. Our guest today has been Brandon Kane, worldwide digital and social media expert, as well as the author of the new book, One Million Followers, How to Build a Massive Social Following in 30 Days. You can learn more about Brandon, as well as find links to his website, contacts, and book in our show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show. And, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.